This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. stories. So this is really unusual to have people who have such an interest uh, in science and in halakha. And it's also extremely moving that two gentlemen who are as obviously as bright and as brilliant and as dedicated, if they would have grown up in a good place like New York, they wouldn't waste their time with the Spanish guy, they're real estate developers and they make millions of dollars. And they'd be hiring other people to do the lectures for them. That's what they probably would do. Um, they get the name on the hospital for the, for the thing, throw a billion for this testing of their own. They're sitting and dedicating their lives to increasing knowledge and health for people, and that's something that I find very impressive. And the fact that they have such an ethical uh, side to it, they realize hand in hand um, the ethical implications and the, the science. And the, those are Three reasons why I think it's, it's something that's extremely moving to me to be part of a community like this. Somebody once said the Abarbanel is a big purish on Kodesh. And he starts by asking 16 questions, usually, or sometimes a lot more, and then goes to the answers. And somebody said he became that Bikoras because he never made it past the questions. You know, there's so many, Dr. Lula tossed out a, 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 a huge array of questions that really are fundamental um, in, in this new field and fundamental from a Yiddishkeit point of view. I'm going to try to limit myself, we don't have much time, and um, I'll just try to maybe pick one main point. Again, it's two uh, small introductions. First of all, no matter what I say here or we say here, NIH does not usually call the VAD for opinions on what to do. And like Dr. Miller mentioned, Things will happen whether we like it or not, and we will be forced sometimes into positions where we might have chosen from a Torah perspective back one way. If the whole world acts differently, we're going to have to make some hard choices sometimes. Two, this is this, this is a lot of this is going to come with more of a global perspective based in hashkafa, built up from many sources rather than a strict halakhic analogy. And yes, here and there you'll find analogies, but really they won't be far. And you will have to sort of build a big picture. It's going to take a lot of time, a lot of big people who have a sort of, a, like Ramosha Feinstein, who knew it all and had a big picture and could build it out from Zamorova. These are not things that are easily addressed from specific sources. I'd like to start with a medrash that seems kind of um, just uh, very strange and try to understand a little bit about what it is. Some of you may have heard it, some of you not. The Medrash says as follows, Matrunisa, Matrunisa was a Roman matron. They, they 
commonplace in Vedic for Roman matron to ask philosophical and insightful questions from Hanoi. I think the men were just busy fighting a war and killing each other, and the women actually were the intelligent, thoughtful ones who had time to speak grammars. And she answered this with Haplafka, who's one of the major um, people in Vedic. How many days did it take Hashem to make the world? Six days. And from that time onward, what does he do? So he answered, he is busy making shidduchim. This person's Lord for this person, this person, this, this money for this person, and so on. She said, that? I can also do it. She got herself all her a thousand uh, maids and a thousand slaves. She paired them up, and she said, Mazel Tov, and I don't know if you call Hashem paid or not, and sent them home. And she said, you see, I'm just as good. The next day, everyone showed up. This one's arm was broken. This one's eyes were poked out. And this one was this. And Shlomo was not very good. So, they, so she came back to the Tzachat and I said, I think you're right. That's the Medrash. The Medrash goes on. But no, I, I, I want to try to understand. Medrash is extraordinarily deep and dresses it up in a parable. What does it mean? What does Hashem do since Bris the employment, the employment issue. What, what was that question? What does it mean? And what's the answer that she took? And she said, I could do it also, so it's negative to do Shadokim. I mean, Shatchan is, is a very honorable thing. We, we ask you to come. What's this whole back and forth? <coughs> I think the, the, the dialogue is as follows there, there are Akadish whose input into this world is creation. Creation is something that is totally outside of human possibility, or I would say it's it's out of physical possibility. It's like it's like total. The system is not part of the system. You know, creation is the big box outside, and it's something that produces. It is it's 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 the basis for what happens afterwards. So the world from the end of Rashi's, from the end of the seventh day till today, has a box with laws and things go on and, and, and develop and, and die and grow and live and everything. So is there an input of God as a creator from that point onwards? And Rabbi Yosef said, yes, we have something similar it's not Yeshma Ayyam, but giving birth. Giving birth, I don't mean in the in, in, uh, in obstetrics, but I mean probably closer to, 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 to genetics. The idea of creating a new being is something akin to that. And it's not quite Yeshma Ayyam, we do have genetic material, but it's something that is akin to that. And as much as we understand the mechanism of it, it's still how the thing starts. I once heard a very fine um, description from somebody who was not observing Shul, but a very thoughtful person. And he had a son in the Shiva, and he spoke as Tanayim, and he said, how an acorn grows into a tree, that a scientist tells us. Why a particular acorn decided to go to the tree, that is Hashem. There's some sort of point of which, of newness, of renewal, 
that is an infant of his father. And what and what Rabbi Yosef was trying to explain was true that we can try to mimic it, but it is it is a process that at some point will fall apart. I want to give an example for you. An example that I don't want to see all this do it. I don't want to date, I mean, I definitely looked through it, but many of us did. Economics is blind. The so-called invisible hand of the market is invisible. And it's invisible because it doesn't exist. It's everybody goes into Shalom and buys what he can afford, what he would like to afford, if he finds prices somewhere else different, and so on. A group of either well-meaning or very not well-meaning people got together and they said, this is insane. Why don't we plan it? And we will work map out an entire country. And, and a, a Russian once asked me, a, a guy who had come from Russia to Australia, why are there so many different types of Coca-Cola on, on the shelf? Um, I said, because whoever's manufacturing decides to make a profit. But it's a waste of resources. Why can't they just have one or two brands of Coca-Cola? And then there was no way to get into him. It doesn't make sense. So they planned the perfect economy. I don't want to say blessed memory, but a person can be. <laughs> we all know what that, and these were great minds. Yes, there were tons of corruption, and there was tons of garbage. But at the end of the day, it just didn't work. It, it might have made sense once, twice, and then the system as a whole. So there's a clear delineation between what we were given to do and what not. Let's look at both halves. What were we given, what were humans given to do? The first commandment, well it's not a commandment, but it's, it's a description, it says we are putting an Aden, la'avda or shamda to develop it. Avda means to do the work that needs to be done. Alashamra means to guard against deterioration, one way or another. And yes, it also means the mitzvahs, but it, it, it starts with a description of Alashamra. So that means the first area of human endeavor is um, keeping the world developing. It says, redo hearts and kitshua, and rule over the world and develop it. Vishamra and guarded against harm, disintegration, deterioration, and so on. I want to use the Rambam as an incredible term that the Rambam's, in general, the Rambam's terms are so precise. We talk about the here of free choice. The Rambam uses a different word to describe free choice. He says, Orishus Nisuna La'ada. The word Rishus. It's modern Ifrit, it's a colloquial Ifrit, which just means permission. The real meaning of the word, and we use the most formal language, is dominion. This is my area. Like, like and, and you know, when you say the Hebrew Rishiyot, it means, you know, there's the, there's the, 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 the who's sovereignty is. So the word Rishut means sovereignty. What we call free choice, is a sovereignty, an autonomy, that was imparted by a French Baruch. So we have a, an autonomy, a moral autonomy, of good or bad. We have a vicious, we also have la'avda l'shamra, 
to guard the world and to make sure it doesn't deteriorate, meaning without human input, the world deteriorates. Just don't, like Shlomo Amalek said, if I walked by the field of a lazy man and it was destroyed, and, and a person needs to develop it and keep developing it. I think another area, and this is more ginger, it says in the it says in the passage, and you shall heal, and it's repeated twice. So usually when the Torah repeats twice, there's an emphasis, and an emphasis means it's almost as if we say colloquially, you can do this, I can do this, yes, you can do this. You repeat something, one of the reasons for repeating something is when it's a surprise. Virapi Rapi Chazal say, Mikan Shanitin Rishus From here we know that a doctor is allowed to heal. Well, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we think a doctor can heal? So Rashi says, and another Shalom Tosfos and others, they say, A, we would think if God brought a disease upon a person, maybe it's not our right to heal. And then they nuance it and they say, we would have made a distinction between diseases that come from outside, somebody broke a foot. And somebody hit somebody else's nose, contact with us, somebody hit somebody and injured me. Versus an internal disease. Still, it says, it doesn't make a difference how the disease originated. It is, we are permitted and therefore obligated. It will, healing is part of that area of sovereignty where we're allowed to and obligated to interfere and to do what needs to be done. So, our first approach as believers, as Torah people, is that the world is divided into Shemayim, Shemayim Hashem, Barzaz Adam. There's an area that we would call creating, generating, and there's an area that we would call developing and safeguarding and healing. And there's a line here. And there's no way I can sit and Think through all the possibilities, <laughs> um, you know, it, 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 you know and, and it's not one person and it's something that will take time and so on. But we're going to have to make a line. When are we um, proactively trying to do something that's creative? And when are we preserving what is? I will offer some guidelines. And again, this is, this is a topic that should take a long time. Many people, a lot of dialogue in this course to get to it. Any type, so I, I'm going to focus more on engineering genetic change. Any type, two areas I would say are definitely appropriate and positive. One is anything that we can categorize as a malfunction. And like Dr. Pillar said, some are very easy. Tay-Sex is, is a terrible malfunction. God forbid it, it's, it's horrible. I want to just say over a story, an anecdote I told him today, when we spoke before. I have a, a, an acquaintance who's a psychologist. He learns part by me, Yeshiva, and he practiced psychologist, a very, very psychologist. 
And he was involved with a very problematic individual. We had managed to separate through many difficult issues. And the person was about to get engaged to a young woman. And it took a lot of balancing and so on. They realized they hadn't done very sure. If they were to drag their feet, and a lot of recriminations, you, you know, did not be sponsored like that. He was scared he would lose it. And he went to Yisrael Shalom Islam and Orbach about can he skip it because of necessity situation. He went in and Yisrael Islam screamed and yelled at him. No way. It was uncharacteristic. Yisrael Islam was always gentle, always pleasant, always soft-spoken. When he walked out, Yisrael Islam's daughter ran after him and she said, what in the world were you discussing with my father? Because I'd never seen him so agitated. So he told her, I said, oh, he said, two hours ago, there was a, a, a young man here with two children in his ass. I, I, I know actually who the person was. And he was so distressed by it, it turns out, that when you asked him, can we skip it, 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 all of his emotions came out. So anything that we can describe as a malfunction, which means um, either it will make life very clearly shorter, or something that will very seriously in life, those comfortably fall under that category. There are going to be um, other things also, which are going to, which will lead way balance. Secondly, any genetic change that could be done through natural development, and I want to use, for this I want to use a halakha template, Kalayim is, you're not allowed to two different kinds of animals together. <laughs> um, now, it's a tricky area because the concept of a species is nominative, not descriptive. In other words, there's no hard and fast description. I can, I can make every, you know, the word species is an agreed upon word. I can take, I can say any dog with spots on its own species, any dog is, I look for common characteristics I bundle together that are meaningful, it's, it's, it's a judgment call. So, so Halacha says any type of animal that is a separate species cannot be bred together, even if they can't produce an offspring. Usually a rule of the thumb is most things that are distinct enough not to breed um, are called different species, but there are exceptions, and, and uh, Mule is a famous one. So you're not allowed to, I mean, the rabbis is a little sterile for that reason, but, but it's a sort of enough genetic separation that they're two different kinds. So the halachic, and, and the explanation given <coughs> is because, in effect, that's a case where you're trying to play God. I would apply it to humans as well. And I want to add another twist to that. And I guess it's sort of a personal anecdote. There, there's, there was a Gemara that says that Shmuel, Nabi's mother, she was the cousin tells her she was barren and had children, and she prayed for a child, Sarah ben Anasha, and I want to have seed between people. And the Gemara says, what is it between people? He said, I don't want him to be too smart, too stupid, too tall, too short, and, you know, and so on. And there are different explanations why, what's wrong with this, do that, the other thing. Fast forward a few thousand years later, in, in my family, one of my nephews was extraordinary brilliant, really very brilliant boy, and very troubled. And it was sort of part of a pattern, um, hard to identify these things, especially when you're talking about 
he was like, wow, there's no logical effect. But, but he was, he, he caused, as bright as he was, the troubles were clear. And my mother would say, not too smart, not too sick. If we do not have a good handle, and I don't believe we will ever have a good handle of the of when you paint a lot of complex things, when you can isolate something like a very specific enzyme missing that goes with sex, that is peace. That's a very clear piece. We're talking about something complex about a successful person. He might be very bright. Maybe brightness comes with other stuff, especially once you start getting into you know, psychology. And the two, I mean, Newton's, the, the famous, when you have many planets together, two bodies affecting each other are solvable by anybody. Start having multiple bodies in gravity, which is only one effect of gravity, and you really are gone. And there are famous stories about ecology. I just at random I picked one off. I, and it's not hard, you go on the internet. You just need the skill, you need, you need the patient goes with a million cases. There was a remote Australian island um, that had a problem with cats. Somebody had left a cat there, they ate up all the seabirds. Seabirds are, are, are wonderful. And some lonely people were very upset about it because these 2,500 cats killed 60,000 seabirds a year. So they brought down specially trained dogs, which hunted them down. And the last feral feline was humanely destroyed in 2000. Not sure how they humanely destroyed, but whatever it is, they did. Seabird numbers began to increase to the light of conservationists. In 2004, the endangered great petrel bred on the island for the first time since the 60s, raising hope that other little species are also there. But now, success of science, we brought back the rare, the great petrel, the rare bird. Fine. All of a sudden, what happened was no cats. The rats and rabbits began to multiply. <laughs> they they increased from 10,000 to 100,000. The relentless nibbling, the absence of, of the grass, has led to soil erosion and the collapse of the entire cliff top, destroying seabird nests. <laughs> and uh, this is uh, and this is one of many. I, I just I just picked little bits of the first of, of 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 a few dozen on the first page. Now. This is going back to the exact story of Yisakopoulos of, of, of Whenever we have complex systems, we, we need to stand back and say, we can't do it. Um, because there's no way we can look at the entire picture. And that's a very, very sobering. I mean, this is, and again, this is child's play compared to the interaction of all of the human genome. I mean, let's go beyond the gem. Even the human body itself, the human body is a balance of, 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 of every, every, um, every physiological effect has sugar. You have something that, 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 that allows sugar to, to stay, you have something that takes sugar away. Every hormone, every enzyme is balanced. There's nothing in the world that can't be not balanced. And you never know what it is that you're touching. So, so I would say, Rabbi Yerabi would apply when you honestly think of it as a disease, when it's very specific, and you can say very clearly it's one piece, or no, and, and again, it's not going to be a judging call. When, when you're dealing with trying to make a new brand, 
And whether you dress it up, like what, yes, told people I would never time up things or not, but at the end of the day, you get there up. You don't know what cold people, I know it half twice, so I pay another dollars or It's something that I don't know that makes up for it. It's, it's uh, I know that when I sit, when I, when I get up a plane, I can hardly walk. You know, it's, 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 it's you know, it, it comes with its challenges. Um, it's actually, as a, I have a nephew of mine, my brother is two inches taller than me, and his children are on, on track to have to go in. He had one son, Shiloh, who was much, not Shiloh, the other one, who was much taller. He went to a Chaim Kanevsky for Bracha and Shasat Bracha. And he refused to give a Bracha. He, he, he laughed and he said, you know, it's, it's part of, it's, it's part of, this is, like he said, it's a rage. I want to finish with one Chazal, maybe a fascinating insight that complements this. The word Rafo, Reish Pi'alik, means to heal. It has two spellings, either a faith without a dot, or a pay in the back. The grammatical difference in Hebrew is a difference between what's called chazak and, and rafa. Let's take another power to understand the difference. When something breaks, it's called shabbat, the shabbat. Shabbat means to. Shibel means you took it and smashed it. A dot in these type of words indicates a very, very strong of of the uh, very strong type of act. The same act Shomer is to watch, Shimer is to preserve. You think of something, Shimulim, and so on. So Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar complimented, comments on the fact it says Rafa Yurafa by, by a person, but it says Niashemov Echon, and so on, other places. So he says, when human beings feel, it's always distressful. Because we're Nadim. There is no medication that does not have a side effect. Even drinking water, drinking too much water can kill you. Um, most people will, will have enough will have enough of a lack of appetite while they get there. But if a person falls into the water, it'll kill you. Um, and not drinking water will kill you. Any, every single medication is there has an effect. Every effect that you have has in itself plus or minus. Because it's, it's, it's by nature we believe. Akadosh Baruch is the manufacturer's, you know, when he fixes the stuff, there's a warranty on it. So Akadosh Baruch fixes very internally. And, and he's the creator, he can fix it in a way where things is back to factory condition, and, and therefore there are no side effects. You need to, you need to make this line. It's a certain humility. We can't get the rabbit straight with this. And, and I'll tell you, if you go online and look for, for, for anything to do with ecology, you will find tons and tons of, of cases. You know, we pulled the cases in the last 20, 30 years and people decided to be. So I think understanding that there's a demarcation, there's a, a, a bubble, a very large bubble, where not only are we allowed to do what we have to do, and it's when it's specific life threatening disease. Fix it something that's wrong, obviously. We need to understand that we can improve the world when we look at it as developing what is, bringing out the best. Yes, people with red hair might be disadvantaged, but with enough, or yellow hair, or red hair, or no hair, that's worse. Okay, we're both getting that at the moment. Again, with enough self awareness and understanding, that's maybe a better way to go with it. Everyone has challenges. And everyone has shortcomings. And the way prescribed 
for, it's like a person who's out to make 100% of his investments with no loss will never ever succeed. A person who's reasonable about it. So recognizing what's the boundary between creation and the boundary between what we have to do is important. It will take a lot of giving pain, a lot of back and forth, but to make the shame, we should resolve that to the where he heals things by organically recasting what we should be, and, 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 and that way we won't be, 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 be coarsely and, and, and reduce the side of it.